Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Cathedral of Velvet podcast. Yes, it is that time once again. Another two weeks has come and gone, and oh man, oh man, and it's the new year. Happy 2024, guys. Woo! <laughs> so, yeah, freaking Chris has gone, pa- gone by, new year has already. Where are we in the new year? So, oh man, oh man, where where we are starting off with big stuff this year, big stuff. But in terms of news, uh, not that big. At least we don't have that many articles. But I think we do have one big one. But uh, overall, you know, not, not that much news as we're getting closer to Persona Three Reload. And man, we we got something like big last weekend. Just like who. <laughs> I'm very surprised, you know, like, uh, we got that, so, uh, and, uh, it, it got me hyped, it definitely got me hyped when it happened, so if you guys weren't on my main channel, you guys wouldn't know, but, uh, well, we'll talk about that, you know, when we get to that uh, later on in the, in the video, but, uh, of course, you know, like always, every, every podcast, no guys starve, you know, like, the first five, 10 minutes or so, you know, talk about real life stuff, you know, what's been going on here, so, um, yeah, so, l- let's see, let's see here, um, okay, so, uh, well, within the past two weeks, I got the, my English copy of Like a Dragon Gaiden, so it's, so if you guys don't know, uh, Like a Dragon Gaiden, it was already released, I think, back in November, I believe, but uh it didn't get a physical release for some reason they like Sega's just like yeah we're we're not going to release it in english uh outside of well, we're, they're not going to have a we're not going to have an english physical release outside of the asia continent area so thanks to uh video game plus they were able to uh do a physical English release, and I was able to get my hands on it, so that is really awesome, and I was able to, to beat it, like, it's a, it's a 20 hour or so game if you're not really, like, doing, you know, as much of the other side stuff as you can, so it's a fairly short game, I mean, I saw, like, how long to be, like, people be, like, in 11 hours or so, which, yeah, I, I, I could have beaten, like, within that, within that time, like, I could have shaved, like, probably, like, three hours or so because of certain events in the game, but, uh, yeah, I beat it, um, and I'm, you know, kind of mainly got because, well, also, they had the, um, the Like a Dragon demo, uh, Like Like a Dragon 8 demo in it, so it's just like, oh, I can't wait to play that. So, yeah, there's that. Um, I'm thinking of doing a review time on it, and try to release it before, um, Like a Dragon 8 comes out. Not sure if I'll be able to do that, but, uh, no promises on it, but, uh, ho- hopefully I'll, I'll be able to do that. Just gotta, gotta make sure, got, you know, everything prepared and all that stuff. But, yeah, uh, that happened. Um, let's see here. Uh, family came over over, um, New Year's, 
And I go, I it was a little bit annoying because like all, all all the family was talking about was just like just complaining about about their fiance. It's just like like oh every day you come in just like you're talking about how how bad your fiance is. Just like I don't know. Like to me, I'm just thinking like oh, is it a good idea then? I don't know, but, like, that's that's your thing. I have, I can't say anything about it. Just, like, you do whatever you want. Just, just gonna complain that much, then, I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, that, that happened. Um, let's see here. Um, just looking around my room would just seem like, was there anything else that I got? Um, um, I'm looking through my email and stuff. Uh, you know, I, I guess not that I'm, oh, oh, I did. Oh, almost forgot about it. Almost forgot about this. So, um, yeah, uh, I said last, last episode that, uh, I was thinking about getting the, uh, Weekly Famitsu that had a metaphor repaint seal, and, uh, yep, I, I did get it, and I got it, and, again, like, the, these, uh, these Famitsu magazines, they are, like, really high quality, like, they're much better than, than what we got here in America, uh, just, like, just chock full of, like, content stuff, now, not gonna lie, I can read a lick of it, <laughs> but, like, it feels like much better quality than like my uh like when I get um gaming for magazines like they feel flimsy and whatnot but like this this is like it's a thick boy it's thick uh how many pages does this have um over a hundred sixty pages so yeah and what the usual magazine has less than eighty or so let me check my last. Uh, I got. Uh, so last game informer I got, uh, yeah, has eighty five pages. So, yeah, basically, double almost doubled the amount of what we got in America. So, yeah, that is a, a lot of content to have. You know, just right at your fingertips, and you know, not gonna lie, it's like it's. Fairly cheap, if you exclude the shipping, <laughs> the import. Because like I think I saw, or I think I can actually see on this. Um, it's about six hundred twenty yen, so it's about five, four or five dollars for a hundred and sixty pages of gaming stuff. So that is fairly cheap. But when you count like uh the like the import, like it's about fifteen or so dollars to ship it over from Japan, and I use um Amazon Japan for that, so it's just like, yeah, but I think it's definitely worth it in my opinion. Just like, cause like I don't like the last magazine I got from Weekly Fumitsu was the King Hearts one, and bro, that looks so good. <laughs> I was thinking about getting the. Um, um, 
the Persona 5 Tactical one, I was just like, eh, nah, not really. And then, like, uh, I didn't realize that there was um, a Famitsu magazine for Nikkei during the anniversary, which, like, oh, man, I wish I should have gotten that. I, I didn't know that, like, uh, it was on the covers. Just like, oh, man, I, I, I definitely missed out. Now it's going for, like, 50 or so dollars on the aftermarket. So just like, mmm, mmm. I, I really miss on that. So, yeah, I kind, kind of wish uh, I, I did a little better on that. And um, later on today, like literally right after I'm done recording this podcast, I'm going to be checking out uh, uh, Disco Tag Mia because today is actually their, uh, their Disco Tag Day. So, releases for, you know, anime, Toku stuff. So, definitely, you know, uh, going to be checking that out later. So hopefully I'm able to finish in time. <laughs> hopefully we don't have another two hour, <laughs> two hour episodes like the last two episodes. It's like, oh, oh man, <laughs> that, that that was a like I wasn't expecting like two the last two episodes of 2020 to be two hours. But hey, you guys deserve it. You guys deserve to have you know th- those those big chunk chunks of episodes. So. uh yeah, um, I- I'm pretty sure this episode's gonna be fairly under two hours, alright? It's gonna be under two hours. So, um, yeah, uh, let me see what else here, what else here, um, okay, so, like, the Christmas episode talked about what I got for Christmas, um, oh, uh, I did get a new pop-up prey figure, which is of, um, Chiaki from uh Dengaraba 2, but she's in her Monami color alt alt color alt color, yeah. And I was like, you know, I I when I initially pre-ordered was like I was really iffy on it because just like I would rather have her OG colors, but then just like if I don't get this, it's gonna be probably be more expensive on like on the second hand market. So just like okay, I I I'll get it, but now I need more <laughs> more room on my shelf because just like I really have to push like some of the figures towards the back, and I really hope they don't fall. <laughs> so I really hope that doesn't happen. Uh, but yeah, um, what else? What else? <clears throat> and I'm not sure you guys know, but like I have like this kind throat nose thing like my nose is kind of stuffy like but does it feel like it but it kind of is <laughs> so ho- hopefully you know like I-, I sound like I have a nails nasally nose but I don't feel like I do <laughs> so yeah that's a, a a bit of an annoyance so sorry about that but um yeah let's get into the news all right so let me just uh fix everything up real quick because I was just doing some uh, last minute thing before recording. And uh, yeah, I think we are good to go. So let us just switch over here. Let me just, yeah, just make sure audio is still going. <laughs> All right. Oh, okay. Don't know why, like, why this happened. Some, let me just do. One is it? Uh, this one here. Let's see here. 
Oh, nope. Uh, display, no. Uh, I believe it's this one. This is supposed to be... This episode of the Cathedral of Velvet podcast is sponsored by Dubby. Dubby is a clean energy drink that's made to give you focus with no crash, jitters, or inks like other energy drinks. There's also no filters or artificial dyes. Dubby contains vitamins like B3, B6, C, amino acids, and 150 milligrams of caffeine. Dubby allows you to have faster reaction times paired with laser sharp focus. They have a variety of tubs, shakers, accessories to choose from. If you want to start winning more, they made this for you. Go to the first link in the description below and use code POWERJ at checkout to save 10% on your order. That's POWERJ at checkout to save 10% on your order. Thank you for W for sponsoring this episode. Now back to the show. This. Right. Right. There we go. For some reason, like, it, it changed, like, for, for like, uh, it, it changed which monitor it's on. And for and it's locked. I don't know why like it changed. Like I think like hey, when you lock the source, it's not supposed to change where the source is, you know. But uh yeah. Uh, of course, like always, we're on Persona Central, so please make sure you guys check them out. Links of already all the articles we check out this uh in the episode will be in the YouTube and uh audio podcast description, so make sure you guys Please check them out. Uh, they they do the good stuff. They 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 hello. <laughs> they 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 post. They 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 do the hard work, guys. So please, like I I I they they. What am I saying? <laughs> like just just like this past year of just like just stammering my words. They are the great. They 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 are the gods when it comes to Persona news. So please. Check them out. Check their Facebook. Check their Twitter. Check their YouTube out. Please support them in any way that you can. Again, links of all the articles that we will be covering will be down in the description below. Alright. Okay. So, uh, let us... Let's go do this. So, first article. And, um, also one more thing. I think there... Was there another... Actually, yes, there was. So let me just do this. Um, should let me just switch up here real quick. Do this. Do this. All right, all right, we're we're good. We're good. All right, so uh, a few few short ones. So uh. First, we've got the Persona 3 Reload School Life trailer. So, uh, excuse me. Alice Japan has published a new trailer for Persona 3 Reload, focusing on the school life of the, the school life side of the game, including uh, social links, additional characters, bonding events, and activities. I haven't really checked that out because I've like I was waiting on like oh it'll be released on the English side soon, right? But uh, guess not. So we're just gonna check the apps right here and make sure audio is off. So let's just check that out. <clears throat> oh, you little cheater, you. <laughs> oh, get that social points up. 
Yes. Oh, Hidetoshi. Oh, wait, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Okay, uh... Okay, so, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay, so, yep, ten ranks. Okay, so this is the transition between, you know, like, the, uh, the, the transition throughout the days, okay? So, uh, the Thieves, no, the... Band thieves guild right or that that equivalent of of it and like the the tv guide uh from golden is back in here and you know well what's up with people's issue with kenji like i've seen like so 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 much like on like like just like oh i hate kenji kenji's kenji's such a bad character like all the dude all the dude wants to do is just hook up with a, with a MILF. What's the issue? <laughs> like, come on. Like, if, if your issue is just, like, he wants to be with an old lady, then what's your... <laughs> like, what's the issue then? Okay, so we got the jobs. Okay, and, uh... So let's just, uh, going through here. So, again, jobs. That'll increase our, some of our parks here. And now we got the TV with the DVD VHS combo. So we'll be able to do that. And bring books with the uh, other characters. So great. And, and cooking with them. And we get to use the internet. Yeah. And not gonna lie, like, even for like, 2009 well the game was made in 2006 well 2005 2006 ish and and to end 2009 so mm, the I, the computers were still pretty thick back then okay garden yeah they they, they were cooking stuff was just like where are they? Were they cooking? Like, yeah, the aprons going on. You can see the looks like tea there. So yeah. Okay, so yeah, we can see the text messages instead of like you know, in the prior prior versions, just like oh yeah, just like the text will automatically come up on screen, and you can't really like choose which one until after you read them both so uh again hopefully they you know fix up um you know uh how things work where you can go out during the day but like if you don't do anything just return back and then you can do whatever you want in inside hopefully they fix that in here i really hope that they do <laughs> i doubt it but come on oh uh why do I, I want to say Chidori. <laughs> Why do I always forget her name? Uh, Chihiro, Chihiro, Chihiro was the name, Chihiro, yeah. Chihiro is such ador is, is so adorable, like, that outfit is so cute. You know, we got movies, the beach. So many things you can do outside of, you know, 
uh, the, the battles. So, yeah. There's that. So again, uh, a lot of things you can do. Just, uh, you just gotta fit it all in time. Next up, we got the winter outfits that, that were shown off. So, uh, let's just go over here. Alice West has released a trailer for Persona 3 Reload, featuring the winter outfits for the protagonists, Hikari, Junpei, and Akiko to go along this month's full moon. So yeah, this was the full moon thing. I, I personally thought like, yeah, it's not really worth, you know, a full reaction video if it's just the winter outfit that we already seen before. I think also, especially if you play like, uh, PT dancing, so it's kind of the same. So, uh... I didn't actually watch it, I just like, didn't bother with it, so let's just check it out right here, let me just mute the audio again, let's just check it out. It looks like we're inside a kaleidoscope. Man. Uh, oh, what was it, uh, her, 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 <laughs> Like, it looks great, I do like this, this redesign here. Okay, there's there's the baton pass equivalent. The, the shift mechanic, yeah, shift, shift. <laughs> you know, not gonna lie, it doesn't really like focus on the, the outfits, but uh, you know, well, all right. It it's a little something. It's it's a little bit of effort, so uh. Alright, so next up, we're already ha almost halfway through the, the articles that, that we're going to go through. So uh, this is the, the, the big one here, at, at least uh, from, from just the, the, the scroll reel, uh, uh, as, as far as I can see from the scroll wheel. So, Alice 2024 Aspirations teases unannounced games by Shingami Tensei Persona developers. And there was an update to this. So, Ford Game has published uh, their annual feature for next year's aspiration of Japanese creators in the game industry. Also, let me turn on the audio here. Because I almost forgot about that. Oh. Come on. Turn on. Turn on. Are you going to do it or not? Please, please don't freeze on me. Please don't freeze on me. <laughs> there we go. Alright. Uh, discussing uh, what they paid attention to in 2023 and what they're looking forward to. This time, 176 creators were uh, interviewed. Uh, nine of these were... Are, are Nine of these developers are from Atlas. Blow are an is an expert of the interview, focusing on what the Atlas staff are focusing on the next year. And uh, Arco was updated with Shinjiro uh, Takeda's, uh, Takada's uh, statement about next year's via Famitsu, teasing another game's release. Okay. So here we have uh, Eiji Ishida from First Creep Development. So Eiji uh, Ishida is one of the producers and directors behind Soulhawkers 2. Oof. Sorry about that, dude. <laughs> uh, he has worked on uh, Shimano Tensei's Strange Journey Redux and uh, Takumura Sessions Sharp Effie. Oh, 
again, sorry, <laughs> as director as well as the art director for ST4. Okay, not too sorry, because <laughs> ST4 is great. So, um, what are your aspirations for 2024, and what's your message to 4 Gamers readers? Uh, I'm currently involved with an unannounced title. While the title hasn't been revealed yet, I'm working diligently alongside the director towards its completion. Uh, one time comes for the announcement. I hope for your continued support. Thank you. Alright, not bad, not bad. Next up we have, uh, Atsu, Atsuhi, Atsushi, uh, Joe. after this is sound team, okay. Uh, Kitajo is an Alice Sound Team composer who has worked on Persona 4 Arena series, Persona Q series, Persona 5 Strikers, and the upcoming Persona 3 Reload. So, uh, what he says here is, uh, the year 2023 flew by so quickly that I can hardly recall what I was doing. I will continue to cherish each day and strive to make a lasting impression. Additionally, in 2024, we have upcoming releases for titles I've been involved in, including Reload, you can call it Overload, Overlord, and Metal 4 Fantasia. Uh, major titles and sequels have been announced for both domestic and international release, so time never seems to be enough. Let's be mindful of sleep uh, deprivations in 2024, everyone. Get your sleep, everyone. We really need it. <laughs> Next up, we got uh, Toshiki Konishi. <laughs> that rhymes. <laughs> kind of. I mean, to me, it rhymes. From the, sh the sound team, okay? Uh, Konishi is, is a sound team composer, uh, who has worked on Persona Q, uh, SMT5, and Tactica. Uh, this year, I was able to successfully release the project I was in charge of, P5T. Personally, it became a deeply cherished project for me, uh, having been, uh, responsible for the entire soundtrack, hosting a mini-live concert, and releasing the game and soundtrack simultaneously. As for next year, what will happen? I've been hearing all sorts of discussions, but I feel like uh, I'll be summoned soon, and so I'll keep my shoulders warmed up. My shoulders? Warmed up. <laughs> First and foremost, please look forward to uh, Kita Joe's work on Persona 3 Reload. Okay. Yeah, something was in my mouth there. Next up, we got Shinjiro Takada from the First Grade First Creative Department. Uh, Shinjiro Takada. Takata's uh, is the product manager of Alice's uh, first creative department, which handles the SMT series. He's worked on Devil Survivor series, Tokimura Session, and SMT Five. Man, if if we can get more Devil Survivor, please, uh, talk it up, please. T talk to someone about making a Devil Survivor Three. We need a Devil Survivor Three. We, I, I really want a Devil Survivor Three. <laughs> Hey, uh, his statement, uh, during the adjustment period for the upcoming release of Unicorn Overlord on March 8th, I helped out in a small way with my experience in strategy games. If you're interested in 90s expired style of Unicorn Overlord with a classic storyline and SR SRPG elements, please give it a try. And his, uh, Fimitsu statement is the ambition. Uh, 2024, Vanilla Unicorn Overlord uh, will be released, and we are planning to launch one other title. Simultaneously, I would like to prepare projects for the future. So, we're getting some teases of an upcoming project. Now, 
I'm not gonna say where this is, what this solo project is actually is, because I do know that I've seen the the rumored, alleged, not guaranteed. Just say saying that there, like these are rumors, allegations. I think that's the right word for it, right? Just like there is another Persona game releasing this year. That is not Persona 3 Reload, obviously, because that comes out in less than a month. Oh, God, I can't believe I said that. But, um, yeah. Apparently, there's another Persona game in the works that, again, that is... It, it's not it's not Persona 6. It's another game. And it's a somewhat, like, crossover between, obviously, 3, 4, and 5 but also 1 and 2. Now, that's just rumors. I kind of hope that's true, because we finally get some Persona 1 and 2 game-related game content since in years. That's not, you know, just DLC of, like, costumes and soundtrack, but the actual characters coming back. I mean, that's true. I mean, that'd be really great. But it's just rumors at this moment, so... Just take it with a grain of salt, just, just laying that out there, right? So, next up, we got a Ryota Nitsuma from Second Creed Division. Uh, Nitsuma is a producer for Alice's Second uh, Creed Department, which handles the Persona series, uh, previously working at Capcom until 2022. Oh, so he's, uh, he, he's, he's fairly new. Uh, he has served as a producer on... Tactica and Reload. So his statement is, uh, Todd been working on Reload, uh, is finally set to be released on February 2nd. Persona 3, which became a turning point for the Persona series, have been revived with a fresh look under the current Peace Studio. I'm confident that you will enjoy it, uh, you will enjoy playing it. So please look forward to it. Thank you very much. And we got, uh, Atsushi Nomura, Second Creed Division. Let me... Let me just like, uh, hey, just like, make sure just like, wait, they haven't put put it in twice, right? But get yeah, like last name first, right? But I, I'm not really sure. Maybe it is his first name, probably. <clears throat> so, uh, Nomura is a producer on uh for. The second created department, which handles the Persona series, and he's worked with the master versions of Golden as well as Tactica. His statement, uh, I'm delighted to have successfully delivered Tactica, and I hope uh, the journey of the Phantom Thieves, Arena, and Toshi has uh, served as a positive catalyst, even if it's just a little. And, you know, I'm not going to lie. The, mul the multiple times we've been talking about uh, Tactica, I totally forgot that I finished uh, recording Tactica, and now I'm just, like, editing and just uploading it onto my main channel, so if you guys want, you know, if you guys want to check it out, please check out my main channel, Powerju Show. Uh, I think it's, it's always linked in the description, so please check it out. <laughs> um... Continuing on, in 2024, the presidency will release Reload. Uh, for those who have not played the ritual, I wonder how you will spend that year and what emotions you will experience. I'm already looking forward to it. Just a little more until release. Thank you very much. Now we got uh, 
Naoya Medea. So, uh, Naoya Medea is a creative, is a director for Alice's uh, second creative department, which handles the Persona series. He's worked on Persona 5, Q, the Q series, and Tactica. Uh, so his statement, uh, Tactica was a title that challenges to try something new, and the unique game style, a new game system, something that is hard to convey the fun of, is, uh, it's hard to convey the fun of until you actually try it. I would be delighted if you could pick it up and play. Uh, 2024, the entire team will work together to deliver even better tires, titles for everyone. Please continue to support, uh, please continue to support the Persona team at Alice in the future. Ugh, man. I feel like there's like phlegm in my throat, just like, uh, but like I can't get rid of it. But, uh, here we got the Chad, Takuya Yamaguchi. So, Yamaguchi is the director for Alice's second creative department, which handles the Persona series, and he's worked on Golden, Five, and Reload. So, what are your aspirations and messages to the readers? Finally, on February 2nd, uh, 2024, Reload will be released. Uh, we created it with care so that both fans and the original version so that both fans of the original version, those who haven't played it yet, can enjoy it. Uh, if you're curious, I hope you give it a try. <coughs> Next up, Kazushi, Kazuhisha, uh, Kazuhisa Iwata. So he's a creative producer and chief director of the Persona team. And he's worked on the Arena series, uh, Persona Dancing, and Royal. Uh, his statement is that this is a year in which the in which the required scope of vision has significantly expanded to improve our decision making. A uh, more robust approach in communication will be crucial in the coming year. With certain preparations already in place, we will do our best to handle uh, unforeseen events of various sizes uh, that may arise during long-term development, and do our best to deliver good news to everyone as planned. Uh, following the release of Persona 5 Attack Blood last November, the Persona series will be followed by the release of Persona 3 Reload on February 2nd. This is a remake of the classic from 18 years ago that laid the foundation up for the modern Persona series. So I hope that many of you will play it and enjoy it. Uh, we will continue to work hard in order to deliver even more memorable games to everyone. So please continue to support us. Okay. Uh... <clears throat> The Queen's Translation Transit interview with Alice's members will be published at a later date. Okay. And uh, the developer aspirations from Alice's developer. Uh, yeah, you can check out last year's post there. So, yeah, man. <laughs> Majority was just like, hey, hey, reload. Play play reload. A couple guys, go, go play reload. It's coming out in a couple of weeks. <laughs> and I mean, yeah, you got, got, got pl plug in. Plug in what's coming out soon. And, you know, like, hey, thanks for, you know, uh, playing uh, Tactica 2. And uh, if you haven't played it, go play it. You know. Uh, so, I do wonder what this, you know, upcoming title is. Maybe it's a rumored Persona game. Who knows? But we might see it, you know, probably during, like, mm, I don't know, actually. Because this is essentially 
Well, we don't know what's out this is like summer game, right? Because we essentially have like a winter 2024, well, winter 24/ spring 2024 release, which is reload. And we know that metaphor is coming out this fall. Is there gonna be like some sort of summer game coming out? Who knows? Um, well, just based off, you know, like, what else has done, you know, with these previous years, um, well, we had, uh, Soul Hawker C that came out in 2022, right? Um, 2021 was Persona, no, not Persona, uh, SMT5, I believe, right? Like, that was at, like, the tail end of 2021. Um, hmm. just looking at my collection there. And, oh, yeah, they had, um, uh, I think, uh, I think, wait, was, hmm. Uh, when did, uh, Royal come out again? I kind of forgot, but P5R, uh, release date no uh royal was uh 2019 well at least for japan let me just make, make sure uh yeah it was uh it was in 2020 that we got reload then um i mean not reload royal 2021 was uh strikers and then Later on in the year was SMT5. Then 2022. Uh, and what was 2022? <laughs> was 2020? No, no, 2022 was Strikers, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, not, not, not much of a release. Yeah, because, like, 2022 was, like, the horrible Persona gear, so, like, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, 20, 2022 was, was, uh, Soul Hackers. So, yeah, hopefully, you know, something else could come, comes out this year. Uh, just make sure. I, I don't want to get this wrong, but if I am wrong, yeah. So, August, it came out August 2022. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, hopefully, you know, the rumors are true. Hopefully, maybe, but it's gotta be announced, like, soon. It's gotta be announced fairly soon, right? But, who knows? Who knows what will happen? But, uh, let's go into our next article. This portion of the podcast is sponsored by you, the patrons on patreon.com slash podcast. As low as $3 a month, you can support me and the podcast with benefits such as exclusive posts, early access to the podcast, no in-video ads, your name scrolling in the video, and much more. So please consider supporting your boy over at patreon.com slash podcast. And now back to the show. Oh no, this is the longest one. <laughs> this is the longest one. <laughs> Oh man. 
So we got in-depth Persona 5 Tactica developer interview on early concept, new characters, and adapting the P5 style. <clears throat> sure everything's going all right. Okay. So on November 15, 2023, Dedeki Online conducted an interview with the P5 Tactica. P5T development team, an in-depth interview with the business producer uh, Nomura, uh, director Medea, and song composer Konishi, uh, discusses the different approaches to development P5T had compared to other Atlas schemes, as well as the creative decisions behind the project. Well, well, let me just just scroll through this real quick. Yeah, this this is a this is a mm, ooh, this, this is gonna be a meaty one. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh man, oh man, um, yeah, I, I didn't really read this, but, um, we'll, we'll, we'll read, you know, a good bit of this, because I, I do, I do have some things to, to talk about, like, you got other articles too, so we're not gonna go, go through this entire thing, okay, <laughs> and last time, not gonna lie, my throat died after the episode so I'm I gotta preserve my my throat okay <laughs> so we're, we're, we're gonna cover a good bit of this and if you guys want to continue the article please check it out uh, in the description below because the team uh, the team over on Persona Central did a massive job that I doubt anyone else would do so guys, please please check it out in the links in the description below. So yeah, let's let's get into it. Cause like if you guys see like the 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 scroll bar just like like so like right here. This is the halfway point, and then we got a couple more to go. Yeah, this is a a very long and in depth article. I mean that is good. I'm definitely gonna read this on my own time. But unfortunately today, like, I'm a bit short on time, unfortunately. <clears throat> so again, please check them out. Links will be down in the description below. So, uh, development roles. So first off, uh, could you tell us uh, what each of you was in charge in, uh, in on this project? Nomura, uh, I was involved in launching the project as a business producer. During development, I mainly touched on aspects as, as progress and budget management. Uh, the last half of development, when it comes to de delivering the work to the customers, I focus on coordinating with promotions of rights. Uh, by the way, uh, what is the difference between a business producer and a producer? Nomura, this time since Medea, uh, who, uh, who has uh, abundant uh, development experience, uh, is the director, he was the main focus for aspects such as the game's quality. I've been working on the project's uh, perspective. Uh, concerning the overall direction in marketing, budget budget management is also essential for the project, and I and I make sure to look into that as well. It's more of an appeal for internal purposes. <clears throat> I see. Uh, compared to previous Alice games, uh, it seems like there was a slightly different division of roles this time. Uh, Medea. Yes, that's correct. Uh, this time, I took the role of director, but my background is originally in design, so I had experience in design direction before. So while ensuring the quality of graphics and other visual aspects based on my past experiences, I, I worked with staff and writers in charge of uh, specifications and scenarios. 
Now, not gonna lie, it seems like, uh, this was, like, a video interview. But it could be just, you know, like, uh, photos taken, you know, during the actual, like, in-person interview. Uh, Kunishi-san, uh, it was mentioned that you served as a sole sound composer this time, handling all the songs? Uh, yes, that's correct. I was in charge of all the music. This includes aspects such as uh, implementing where to play the music in the game. Additionally, I was present for and supervised the recordings for Lin, uh, Lin Inazumi's, uh, vocal songs. Choosing the genre of strategy RPGs. First, could you tell us uh, about when the project was first launched? In other media interviews, uh, various factors were mentioned, such as wanting to do a strategy RPG, delivering new P5 story, and resulting from uh, user surveys. What was the most important factor? Yes, guys. And also, I just realized we haven't gotten in. We haven't gotten a survey for this past year. I just realized that. We haven't gotten an, an Alice survey, or at least I haven't seen it. Like, oh. So, huh. Well, what are they going to be doing for, like, future projects then? Because, I mean, we can at least, you know, speculate, like, there was the rumor, like I said earlier, and then there was, um... You know, that poll that we've seen, like, during, um, I think it was during the 25th anniversary where we saw, um, games that people want, like, remade most. And then there was, like, Persona 3, which was first, and obviously it's coming out next month. And then we saw, um, Persona 2 Duology being tied for second, and then technically fourth, but also third, is, um, Persona 1. So it's possible that uh, we might be seeing a Persona either 2 Duology or Persona 1 remake after um, Persona 3 Reload. That, that, that could entirely be possible. Hey, we don't know what's we don't know what's going on with Alice. I'm not in League or anything like that, so who knows? Who knows? So the project officially kicked off in mid-November 2019. However, the conceptualization began a bit earlier with a small team. The initial idea for the project was inspired by the captivating nature of the fan themes from P5. Since they were very appealing, we wanted to depict the fan themes working together as a team. Uh, although it wasn't being shown in real time back then, I was a fan of spy action movies like Mission Impossible and Ocean Ocean's Eleven. This interest led me to think about whether we could portray an action-packed scenario with a fan themes. We wondered, if we were able to create a game where the team takes on missions, what genre would be suitable? And uh, we decided that the game, that the genre, seemed most suitable for that concept was a strategy RPG. Both Mindy and I uh, personally enjoy strategy RPGs and play them often in our private time. However, it's not much that we wanted to create a game in that genre, but rather that we have themes and expressions that we wanted to explore. A strategy RPG turned out to be the genre that best matched those themes and expressions, and that's the logic behind our choice. I mean, this all, this could have been also, you know, Double Survivor. I mean, Double Survivor is technically an SRPG, or a tactics RPG. I'm not sure which one is the best word, but it, it's basically this similar style, right? 
they, they could have do that, you know, completely make you know completely new characters, all that stuff. But uh, all right. Uh, in that case, if the thing you want to represent was different, uh, you might have created a regular RPG. Namara, uh, that's a possibility. On the other hand, mainline P5 tiles are turn-based RPGs. Spin-off tiles include action RPGs, strikers, and dungeon RPGs, uh, the Q series. So we expand the IP into various genres. In that sense, there's likely a certain fan base for strategy RPGs, and we thought about broadening the IP there as well. In fact, the surveys, uh, in surveys, there were many requests for a strategy RPG. Mm. I mean, I wasn't one of them, but hey, okay. I wonder how, like, that, that percentage of people who wanted that RPG, strategy RPG, compared to, like, the other genres. I really would like to know about that. <clears throat> Indeed, uh, strategy RPGs have a dedicated fan base. By the way, when it was decided to go with strategy RPG, was there any uh, specific concept you shared with, within the team? Uh, one of the first things we shared was the idea of, don't make it seem too difficult. Uh, some people who aren't familiar with strategy RPGs might have the impression that they are difficult or rigid, so we wanted to lower that barrier. Okay, so like me, for example, I don't really play like strategy RPGs that much. Like this was more XCOM style than you know like strategy RPGs like uh, Fire Emblem or um or like Double Survivor. So, it's a slightly kind of different. Um, of course, uh, we want to make sure that the game didn't appear too much like one aimed at younger players, but instead we want players to feel uh, it was indeed a Persona game. We were conscious of these aspects from the beginning. Namora, uh, specifically when it comes to strategy RPGs, managing a large number of units is a key element. However, for those unfamiliar with strategy RPGs, there was a concern that players might find it complicated and overwhelming. Therefore, while keeping elements for customization enjoyable, we aim to keep things uh, simple by reducing the number of units to manage and keeping every number of units to manage and keeping the training aspects to minimum. So, I mean, with with uh, Tacta, you only have three characters. I wouldn't mind if there was a fourth uh, character that, you know, we could permanently, like, have, because, like, I mean, that's not an issue, but, like, uh, I mean, I think it would be fun a lot like that, and, like, you know, it would be kind of be consistent with, you know, uh, the mainline games, just, like, okay, you have four characters in battle, let's bring four characters in there, you know, not, not just keep it in, in, like, three characters, so, uh, but, um, I, I do feel like, uh, the, the game has, like, sub-personas. I feel like, you know, the sub-personas were, like, either pointless some at times because, like, there was no enemy, no elemental weakness for enemies. So it's just, like, the only thing you're using, you know, like, the elements for is, like, there's certain abilities tied to them. Because, like, wind causes enemies to be moved away. Um, Psy causes enemies to come towards you so they get out of hiding. Um, Despair, I 
things like cause them to if they're like in cover get out of cover shock uh electric causes some enemies to be shocked so they can't move eyes freezes the enemies so they can't move i mean well, well with shock they're able to act but they can't move but with ice they can't act or move at all so there's that <clears throat> and with, with like nuclear i completely forgot what it does like i feel like it's another version of like a win like a I forgot what, what it was, man. But yeah, just like if they just kept like the elements, uh, like added the elemental weakness to it, I think that, that would have been really great too. Because it feels like, you know, the only sort of weakness there is just like when they're out of cover, you can, you know, just attack with the physical or use the gun, and that's mainly it. So, yeah. Uh, decision to lower the character's proportions this time. Was that idea uh, made in consideration of reducing the barrier to entry? Yeah, because like you know, it's it's more simplified, more rubberized, you know, like a uh, old old time cartoons. That's one of the reasons, but there were also other considerations. In early stages of development, there were two options within a team. One suggests that it might be better to fight with the original style characters with the, with it's better to fight with original stylish characters and others uh proposing uh the use of typical low, low proportion characters seen in many strategy RPGs. It's like kinda like um uh this guy, right? Because of that we created mockups uh, for both versions and carefully considered them. Uh with the original pro proportions, characters could be draw very cool, but inevitably, uh, the if the character's proportions were increased, their height would also increase. However, in strategy RPGs, it's essential to have a to have an overhead to have an overhead view of the entire battlefield. Uh, we often use an overhead uh, perspective. Uh, in that case, it becomes challenging to showcase details. I realize uh, that no matter how often. Uh, how much effort put into was put into portraying cool aspects of the fan views, they ended up looking somewhat bland. I mean, not gonna lie, in my personal playthrough, I did very little or at all any overhead like uh, look at the field. Like, it was either like at like some sort of like like either to the side or like at a like slightly higher up angle, so it was just like I, I don't think you no know, keeping them like at a regular um regular proportion would have made much difference. So maybe maybe that's me. Maybe that's just me. Uh, characters designed by Shijinori Sujima, the P five character designer, often have a stylish and attractive appearance. However, when you take such stylus models from an overhead angle, uh, especially with a pull-back camera, the lines appear thin, uh, and overall visual presentations won't fit well. M moreover, when placed on the board stage, uh, one square destiny becomes thinner. So to address this, uh, making models deform was an effective approach. I mean... From the little time I played of Fire Emblem Three Houses, I don't think they had an 
issue with that. So, mm, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, it's just me, but I think they, they could have gone away with a, with a standard proportions. Uh, indeed. With deformation, character traits can uh, stand out more. Even if the camera is pulled back, can you quickly recognize this Ryuji, for example? I mean, you can tell it's Ryuji just because, like, hey, he's got the blonde hair and, uh, and, like, the, the, uh, what, the, the steel mask, the skull mask. I mean, that's a, you know, recognizable feature. Morgana is a cat. You can find the cat on the stage. On freaking hot red, uh, latex. I mean, it's, it's not that hard to, you know, differenti differentiate. Uh, Medea? Also, as a part of the initiative to lower the barrier, it was necessary to make them visually enjoyable. Depicting deformed, deformed characters running around the barrier board is a fun way uh, was considered a key pr proposition. In another media interview, uh, Nomura-san uh, mentioned that choosing this genre is a development of the turn-based RPG. Uh, and that's why we chose this genre. I'm curious whether this general uh, evolution of turn-based RPGs, or specifically an evolution of Persona turn-based RPGs. Actually, it's not that big of a deal. Rather than being just about P5T, I meant that uh, the genre of strategy RPGs itself is more like an extension or or development of turn-based RPGs. In conventional turn-based RPG, turn-based command RPGs, players' interaction during combat essentially, essentially involves choosing actions for characters. On the other hand, in strategy RPGs, in addition to choosing actions, the players can also select where, where, where to move characters, adding an element of player interactions. Uh, I think this is why, why there may be aspects of that lead, the, lead led to the impression of it being more complicated. Personally, I like I feel like strategy RPGs compared to command RPGs offer increased player interactions, making them more uh, liberating as games, play, placing them as an extension of turn-based RPGs. Official. P5 Mercer, 80, 86. <laughs> okay, character designs, uh, Irina and Toshiro. Next, I'd like to discuss the settings and characters. Earlier, we touched on the deformed characters. What characters left an impression on you after the transformation? And are there any points you would like us to pay attention to? The initial stages of development, we used models from Persona Q2 for mockups. However, since these models were not intended uh, for use in SRPGs, there was some discomfort. I mean, you could still use it anyway. Just, you know, make the textures better and you're good to go. And, you know, it saves you time on, you know, uh, um, character, character creation, you know? Uh, the deformed design of Key 2 adopts a a technique where the body was uh with body gradually becomes smaller towards the extremities. While this fills up uh well at uh, overhead angles, the small size of the limbs make it challenging to maintain uh, visibility and aesthetic appeal when posing. As a result, we decided not to use the models from 
key to it and offered to rebuild them from scratch. I mean, you could have modified them a bit, you know. You could have done that. All right, um, initially when we uh, estimated the workload, uh, someone said uh, since we just need to touch up the Q2 models a bit, uh, it shouldn't take much effort. However, uh, the results was complete reconstruction. Uh, when we tried it, we realized, that's right, uh, oh wait, well, yeah, <laughs> okay, I was just like, wait, what? <laughs> Uh, certainly, Persona Q uh, did have gameplay that involved uh, moving models intensely. Uh, as Medea mentioned earlier, in P5T, we aimed uh, to sort of showcase the lively movements on the playing field. Uh, I remember that we made a shift in the direction fairly early on to just and make that aspect clearly visible. We focused the we should focus to a cartoon-style deformation with larger extremities where the characters' movements, even their top-down view, was was appeared lively. I mean, yeah, uh, alright. I mean, like, uh, when you look at some some of the characters' arm, it, like, it does, like, kind of go at an angle, it just curves. Uh, regarding uh, the refinement and touch above character designs, I read in a separate interview with designer, uh, Hanako Oribe, uh, in charge of designs for PYT, that you put a lot of efforts in the presentation. It would probably be the fact that we had to completely re remake all the all the models. Uh, was thought something like, I'll redesign it myself? Uh, Medea? Oribe, uh, Oribe suggested it's better to redesign from the beginning. The Dutchman RPG based on Etching Odyssey, where the viewpoint is in the first person. Characters rarely appear on the screen. However, in strategy RPG, characters moving uh, around the screen are essential. The language for each game uh, genre is different. So uh, we were aware of the risk of uh, using the same deformation and greed with that perspective. I mean, like, most of the time, at least with my time playing Persona Q, yeah, you didn't see the models, like, but we did see them, like, you know, in certain cutscenes, uh, like, you know, when talking to each other, and also, um, like, when we do, uh, some, some battles, like, uh, like, oh, activate, uh, this skill, and, uh, you know, you'll see them for a bit. So, they, they could've, you know, just, like, adjusted the model a bit, but, uh, hey, I... I, I'm not, I'm not a developer, I, they know better, I guess. Um, yeah, so, were there, were there characters that were challenging to deform in the process of creating them? Maybe the new characters? Ina had, uh, quite a bit of attention, right? Um, Dia? We had her redesigned several times. As for Oribe's uh, method of designing, uh, deformed characters, she first uh, prepares a version with uh, full proportions. Uh, the full proportion version was really good, and Anna embodied a, dig a dignified uh, fighting female figure. But Toshio, despite being a middle-aged man, his illustration uh, conveyed a mature charm. Uh, when I saw those, I couldn't help but think, maybe we should raise the proportions after all. At that point, the models were already about halfway done, so I didn't tell anyone.
I love to see that. Uh, when you finish the game, you can uh, see the tallest sketch of Aoi even under the special art section. So please take a look uh, when you get the chance. So yeah, uh, we've got Arena here. And I'm not gonna lie, that, that, that looks very awesome. That looks great. And I feel like if we saw this in the game, like, I wouldn't be upset, you know? Just like having, you know, this kind of proportion. I mean, but when we get to Toshiro, I can't be like, Okay, he's kind of plain looking, not gonna lie. <laughs> so, I, I I wish there was, you know, something uh, a bit more, you know, so something that's a bit more to, to him, you know? Um, <laughs> like, I wish there was just like a, you know, like, give him a badge or just like, or, like, a different color, like, uh, soon, maybe? You know? That, 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 maybe that's just me, just... It just looks very plain. <laughs> but, oh well. Okay, so, uh... Ooh, here we go. Uh, by the way, I noticed that the movie, in the movie, there was a close-up of Aaron's face. The expression seemed more realistic than uh, the usual deformed style. Was that a deliberate choice? It was probably a scene towards the end, uh, since it was the most serious in the story. We need for a balance between deformed and more realistic expressions. I see. Uh, that's why I left a strong impression uh, and was really striking moment. Aruna and Toshiro Kusakabe, uh, both original characters in the game, play active roles. Could you please tell us uh, about the design concepts and the charm of these uh, characters? Up to the up to around the second chapter. Remember, uh, I received messages from Orbe about what kind of design concepts we had in mind. To sum up, uh, arena in one world, word, it's well, it's not one world word, but it's probably one word in Japanese. Uh, it's design infused with charisma. Uh, the essence of the charisma that Orbe envisioned is an unwavering sense of grandeur and an unstable destroyer. <laughs> <laughs> I think that uh, uh, charismatic uh, individual often have uh, aspects that strongly attract people, but also have a slightly precarious side. Uh, tied to the theme of revolution, Anna appears as the leader of the Revolutionary Army. It's mentioned that uh, elements of attraction and uh, suspense were incorporated into her design. Uh, so we, when you look closely, uh, close, when you closely examine Irina's design, it's some, it features asymmetry, asymmetry. <laughs> one side of her hairstyle falls slightly over her eye, and her clothing has one side of it that's lifted. Uh, additionally, her skirt has a little bit of armor around the leg area. This asymmetry is intentionally, uh, integrated to convey a sense of imbalance. This, the design aims to invoke both dignity and instability simultaneously. Yeah, yeah, that, that is, um, that is definitely a thing that they chose. And I'm, I'm not really going to explain more about the design. <laughs> uh, as for Toshio uh, Kazukabe, 
Uh, his role is deeply connected to the story, so we can't divulge uh, too, too many details. However, the inspiration was drawn from the world of Kabuki, specifically the female role called uh, Onagata. The slightly drooping bangs uh, represent uh, the Kabuki hairstyle called Shike. The Onagata uh, expression exp expresses aspects of a woman's sorrow and determination, and those elements were subtly incorporated into the design to make it stand out effectively in the scenes. Oh, oh man. Uh, we are about at the halfway point. I think, uh, let's just see here. Um... Let's take uh, this little section here, and then uh, we're, we're going to call it there. <laughs> so that's why Tojo gives off a, a certain allure, isn't it? Oh, Konishi. Oh, really? I see. I'm all ears from this side. Or the interviewer side. Everyone laughs. laughs. Uh... Alright, uh, so uh, when we announced uh, Tosho, there was quite a few posts on social media talking about how cool he was. He was cool? <laughs> I'm like, like seriously, people thought he was cool? I thought that was a freaking boring design. <laughs> From my perspective, I thought, there are suit-wearing men everywhere. But because we, we carefully designed the characters with proper intention the purpose uh it must have resonated and struck the chord with the fans i don't know who thought like it was like he how cool he looked like again like he said like the suing men it's like I, I don't see like how, how how he just looks cool um in the early part of the story Toshio, toshio's comical side is emphasized so the impression may change quite a bit when playing right uh, the initial impression is of a comical and a delightful old man, right? However, he progresses as a key person. Anna is a character who, Medea, uh, Anna is a character who doesn't hesitate to make self-sacrifices for belief and comments. In contrast, Tosho is a kind of character who is extremely afraid of causing harm to others. Although both aim for justice, their their ideology differ, so their opinions clash as uh, story progresses. Uh, actually, the comical aspects of the characters were added later. For example, uh, in Erna's case, initially she had a realistic height, and there was an image of her being dig dignified, strong-willed, and passionate. However, if, it, if left as it was, without any flaws, she wouldn't fit well uh, with the high school age fan thieves, and being too assertive might make her a bit off-putting if she was too if she was real too. Ultimately, with the decrease in height, Aaron's character became uh, more impulsive, uh, rushing forward, and she also has her own quirks and draws very unique pictures. Oh yeah. <laughs> By adding a bit of approachability, we completed the character. Yeah. I mean, like uh, it feels like if this would have been like, like, uh, mm, oh, well, what can I compare this? Um, oh, oh, oh wait, oh, sorry about that. 
Like, it would have been like a like Captain Marvel kind of thing, where it's just like, she's just a perfect character. Like, there's just like nothing wrong with her. She overcomes anything. She doesn't have a flaw with her. Well, with this, like, yeah, you know, it seems, you know, a bit better. Better uh, with uh, you know, making uh, Anna a bit, bit like her. A bit more like her, right? But, uh, yeah, we're gonna call this, uh, this article here. Uh, please make sure you guys, uh, check, check it out. Links will be down in the description below. Please check out the full interview there. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, let's just continue on here. So, Persona 5 director interview with Honkai Star Rail developer on UI turn-based combat. Yeah, I think this is the... Second time this happened, uh, P5 in a Honkai, uh, director interview. <clears throat> um, hmm. I feel like we've already covered this before, right? But now, uh, this wasn't here before. Um... Hold on, um... I feel like we covered this before. I mean, at least, you know, uh, this part is new, but, um... Oh, oh, okay, so... Yeah, I remember seeing this image, like, it was definitely blurred, right? So, yeah, we, we, we didn't know what these were. So, um... Hold on, let me check. Um... Because I feel like, you know, it, it, it would be kind of, like, I don't want to, like, you know, just cover, like, the same article twice, right? Um, Honkai, let me just check that. Yeah, we had an article, like, in April, talking about, like, oh, hey, uh, uh, turn-based combat. But, um... Let me just see, um, uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, I, I, I have the article right here. Yeah, and I'll, I'll, I'll try to leave this in, uh, in, uh, the, this description as well, but, um, let me just, uh, do this. I no no no, but I I guess it's different then. Well, let's check it out then. So, around uh, Tokyo Game Show twenty twenty three in September, a team from Hollywoodverse, the student behind Genshin Impact and Honkai Star Rail, paid a vision to Alice in uh, Osaki, Tokyo, during the visit. Uh. Then Fam Famco Gamer 
Dan Fami Faminico, right? Conducted <laughs> an interview between Honkai uh, producer David Jiang and Alice director uh, Hashino. Yeah, so the previous interview from two was earlier this year. Uh, during the interview, Horiverse were presented with an illustration by uh, uh, Persona Series and Metaphor artist uh, Shinji no Sojima featuring Star Rail's character March 7th and uh, Galica Galica. I still don't know how, how to pronounce, pronounce her name. And March 7th is not really, it's, it's, it's kind of a dumb name. <laughs> Who named someone a date? Well, maybe that's that, that's explained during the game. Maybe, perhaps. I've been very tempted to play Honkai, but just like, no, no, nope. I I, I haven't even like progressed that that much through uh like Genshin. I'm not gonna jump into that. <laughs> so uh, the interview topics relate to Persona. So it's mainly about Persona, not you know Honkai. So, Persona's popularity in China. Uh, what was the reaction to the previous interview with Hashino in China? So, the development team, Honkai's development team. <coughs> uh, it was a big topic. There are many fans of the Persona series in China, so it gained a lot of attention. Uh, there's an intimate internet meme in China, uh, phrase in China that goes, Persona 5 is the best game under the sun. Uh, so, that's how highly uh, regarded Persona is there. So, now... Uh, P5's UI, uh, Honkai's uh, development team. Games created by Hashino have special attention uh, paid to the UI design. What led you to putting focus on that aspect? Hashino, I don't know uh, if the saying a wolf, a wolf in sheep's clothing exists in China, but it's basically the idea that the game is pop, that the game is pop uh, and mainstream on the surface, but on the inside, it's cyclical of what Alice has always been creating. We want to strongly emphasize this contrast. At the time of development, a lot of websites was using Flash to create stylish homepages, and I was influenced on that. <coughs> so I decided to introduce the game by making it pop with Flash-like animation. Uh, in terms of functionality, games with that that have uh, that focus on immersion, such as action action games, tend to have very minimal UI. Uh, it might have been uh, once considered was trendy, but it's a common standard now. In JRPGs, you spend a lot of time in menus, so the interface uh, itself is part of the game, rather than being uh, something separate. Uh, in Japan, UI design is often handled by uh, new employees. Tableau designers are usually in charge of characters and background designs, with the uh, UI being secondary. Uh, I think that's a mistake. That's why Alice's uh, UI designer designers repeat so well. <laughs> so, uh, turn-based battles. Uh, so, uh, what do you think about the potential of turn-based battles? As I said in previous interview, uh, I think they're good as long as they are meaningful. Even in action combat, there are moments uh, when you take things slowly, creating a standoff. I think uh, you can appreciate any style as long as it's meaningful direction. It has a meaningful direction. That's why I'm challenging. That's what I'm challenging in metaphor of fantasio. And Lin's gonna be providing vocals in a uh, in a uh, content. Okay.
yeah. So, pretty short interview. Not bad. Uh, but this definitely is going to be longer because this is only the Persona section. We haven't even covered the Honkai section. But that's a lot for me to, to cover, right? If you if you are a Honkai creator, hey, that, that'd be good for you. <laughs> okay, so we don't have not much left. So, next up... Um, let me just make sure, yeah. Okay, so Persona 5X, uh, Heart Ceiling Test trailers has been released. Uh, so, uh, closed beta, it's run from January 16th for, for Ch China. So, Perfect World Games has announced that they will be holding their third closed beta for P5X between January 16th and January 31st. A four-minute trailer for the test has also been revealed. Uh, has been released. The trailer shows uh, new elements of the game, including mini games and new characters. So uh, let's check this out. Let's just um, mute the background music real quick, and just fix this here. Boop. All right. So let's check it out. Okay, we're starting off like P5 normally. Oh, 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 oh. 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 <laughs> Joker's dead, guys. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> ファントムって事件。おお。ファントムって事件。ファントムって事件。ファントムって事件。ファントムって事件。ファントムって事件。ファントムって事件。ファントムって事件。ファントムって事件。ファントムって事件。ファントムって事件。ファントムって事件。
Oh, hi, Miku. Oh, hi, Milfa. <laughs> oh, oh, well, who, who, who are you? Who are you? Wait. Well, I, I was like thinking, like, was that some Kichi from uh, Strikers? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. Bruh. This is the Persona game that has the most Persona characters in it. <laughs> in, like, the main cast, too. He's a figment of your imagination, okay? <laughs> What are you making? What are you making? Well, since I can't understand that, I have no idea what's going on. Okay. <laughs> but, I mean, overall, that's a good trailer. I mean, there was a whole bunch of stuff I didn't understand. I mean, there was, like, a section where, yeah, like, hey, rewind, rewind time to, like, Fix some stuff. There's most definitely a puzzle here. And there was just like so many other characters that like I either don't know or don't recognize. Like her no idea. Uh no idea who you are. And then you just like, there's just so many characters I have. Just, I, I want to know, I want to know who all these characters are. Uh, but I do wonder, like, will P5X have, like, you know, a start and a finish? You know, in a reasonable amount of time that, you know, you know they're, they're in, like, you know, developing this game. Like, will this have an end to it? I mean, I do kind of hope so. I do hope so. Is just like, hey, we have this, we have this project, uh, we have our beginning, we have our end, uh, probably like, you know, like, it, it can't be that too big of, like, you know, like, uh, a time frame for, like, you know, uh, of a game, right, so, I mean, it, it's, it's gotta be have, like, it has to be like, a, okay, after, you, you know, like, beat the main game, then, like, yeah, there'll be just, like, other events that'll happen, you know, within the game, so, no, maybe, maybe. Um, but continuing on, recruitments for the beta test is open from today, uh, January 3rd till, uh, January 12th. Uh, downloads for the test client will be made available from the 15th, and the beta will be available on PC, iOS, and Android. And, uh, oh, uh, e, IW Play World publisher for Hong Kong, uh, Taiwan and uh, Macau previously announced that they will be holding beat tests uh, from January 22nd. Alright. And we got to our second last article. And this is the one that like really just blew me out of, out of the water. Persona 3 Reload opening movie has been released with Lotus Juice. Uh, 
obviously coming back. Uh, Persona Music, uh, a pers Lotus Juice Persona Music Night announced for January 6th, which already happened. <laughs> so, uh, Alice has released the opening for Persona 3 Reload featuring the new track Full Moon Life. Oh, Full Moon, Full Life. But unfortunately, we, it's, it's not there. I mean, we can't watch on here. But, uh, you guys can watch my reaction to it. And I do want to thank you guys for, even before, you know, plugging this in, for getting it to 12,000 like, uh, 12,000 views in four days. So that's just like, thank you guys for doing that. I was not expecting that to happen, but it is awesome that you guys, uh, you know, like this. It'd be great, you know, you guys also support, you know, the less plays I've been doing on the channel, especially with uh, Reload coming up next month. Please support that. It'll be great. And, you know, just want to see you, see you guys support, like, continuously through, throughout, you know, throughout the, the videos. <laughs> um, almost like the opening movie, uh, Alice has announced that uh, the previous announced Persona Music Night, uh, live stream featuring Lotus Juice, uh, uh, introducing tracks from Persona 3 Reload, will air on January 6th. So, it's already out. So, uh, yeah. Um, let me just check this. Oh, that, that's a 50 minutes long. Um, <laughs> if you guys want to check it out, uh, it's there. It's, it's in the article. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah. And ch check out my, my reaction. That will be also linked in the description below. Yeah, again, thank you guys for, like, bring, getting this 12k. That is just, like, a lot. And, like, within the first week of of the year, that is awesome. <laughs> so now, the last article we got for the session, thank goodness, like, <laughs> ooh, now 30. Not bad, right? <laughs> so, we got our uh, heart-stealing test preview live stream to air on the 11th. So, it'll probably be out uh, after this is released to the public. It's probably be available for the patrons, which if you guys haven't been part of the Patreon, please do. Links is always in the description below. You know, very, very cheap uh, uh, to, to become a patron. So, if you guys do want to do that, please, please check it out in the description below. So, very quick article. Uh, Perfect World Games have announced that they will air life air preview live stream for the third test uh, for P5X on January 11th. So that's uh, 9, 1900 CST. Uh, okay, so that's uh, 3 o'clock PST and 6 a.m. Uh, ESC. So I was about to do the conversion in my head like, uh. <laughs> okay, so that, that that's very early in the morning and I will not be checking out. <laughs> that it will be after, maybe. <laughs> Livestream will preview the beta test content, showcase gameplay, uh, design concepts, and further uh, information on the beta test and on the game's uh, commercialization. Uh, Livestream will be on Billy Billy, Huya, Doyu, WeChat, and TapTap. Uh, applications for the third beta test is currently open. I'm trying to get my hands on, like, trying to, like, hey, how do I be part of this beta test? Oh, my bad. <laughs> Like, I'm very interested on, like, trying to do this. Like, I'm trying to search, okay, how do I register for TapTap? -tap and just, like, 
oh, this is just so difficult. Like, okay, let me try to do something with my email. She's like, oh, we, we don't allow email. Okay, let me try to do my phone number. Oh, it, it's got to be a Chinese phone number. Just like, why are you guys being very difficult, difficult about this? Like, I, I really want to try this out. Um, even if I can't see it, I'll, I'll, I'll want to try the game anyway. But, um, yeah. I think we're, we, we are done with, uh, with this, uh, with this episode for the time being. Hour 30. Oh, man, I, I, oh, those last episodes were killer on my throat. And glad, you know, we're done, uh, like, uh, almost an hour early. But, uh, man, we are getting very close to, uh, Reload's release. Again, less than a month away. Less than a month! We're, I'm gonna be playing that on my PS4. It's probably gonna be running, you know, like, you know, it's gonna be running good, but it's gonna be running loud, too. <laughs> Definitely gonna hear hear the fans be like, Whoa. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we are so close to that to that release. We that unannounced game that they they've been teasing in the in those statements uh for the new year. Hopefully, you know we'll find out this year too. Again, I'm thinking we might hear it from uh <clears throat> during like some of the games fest. Maybe like a Gamescom two, maybe one of those those two, you know, uh, uh, events. We might hear something about that that unannounced project. But uh, we're just gonna have to wait and see about that. And uh, again, make make sure you guys check out the articles. They will always be linked down in the description below of the YouTube and uh, and the podcast uh episodes. Please check check out the articles there. If guys, you know, want check check out for yourself and make sure you guys read that that full length interview that like read half of because again, this is just like it is a long one. So much, so much information is just like oof, oh man. And this 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 uh this episode will probably be going on for like an hour longer, <laughs> probably. But uh, yeah. Uh oh yeah, and uh also want to give a shout out to to the patrons because you guys are awesome. You guys support the show whenever, uh, you guys support the show fi financially. So you guys don't you know, get get the shout out that going on the screen, which should probably be ending soon, <laughs> probably now. But again, thank you guys for supporting me on Patreon. And if you guys haven't supported me on Patreon, please do. Links will be in the description below. Uh, I believe like minimum amount is three dollars. I think is it three dollars or one dollar? <laughs> I mean the Patreon. I don't even remember my the the, the amount to join my my back. That's on me. But uh, yeah, just very 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 low cost of entry to to join the Patreon Patreon. So if you're able to do that, that'd be really great. But uh, I think we're going to call it here. Uh, thank you guys for watching. Uh, please make sure uh, if you're on YouTube, like, subscribe, share, share with all your friends. Check out, links in the description, check out all the links in the description below from all my social media links. 
And uh, if you're on, you know, the audio side, make sure you're following on those platforms, whether it be Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, wherever you're listening to, make sure you're following. Uh, hearted, favorite, wherever it's called on those individual platforms, that'd be really great. And I think on Apple Podcasts, make sure you write a review on this. You know, give it like five th- five stars, you know, that'd be really great. <laughs> but with that, we are going to call it here. So again, thank you guys for watching, and I'll see you guys soon with the next episode of the Cathedral of Velvet Podcast. I will see you guys next time. Bye!